There is a fifth dimension beyond that which resembles man. It is a dimension as vast as space, and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pits of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination, in an area which we call Elder Dragon Journey. gentlemen we're live at the Elder dragon turtle podcast we are back after just a week of wait wow. time and this is your host and as always with me is my co-host niksha say hi niksha hello there people how are you i'm um I'm, I'm good i'm i'm completely fine i'm good that sounds like you're not actually completely fine yeah, i'm fine i'm fine nothing's wrong Anywho, do you have a commander of the week? Um, I did play a fun game with Karador, so is that guy still alive? Y- yeah. Ish. Uh, Ish. I mean, I do have thirteen uh, decks, but I did play with my Karador. I also did play with um my life gain deck, my four color, my uh just a minute. With my <coughs> uh, Sun's Blue Live Gain deck, and that's actually pretty fun, you know, g- getting to 200 life and then dying to 470 attacks, 70 damage swings. That's, you know, that's magic. What? <laughs> so it was just like uh, my opponent got a bunch of uh, dudes on the board. I got my board got demolished i was at 200 life they had like 70 power through uh that stupid guy that makes a plant for each land and then pumps all your plants avenger of zendikar but the but the uh, crater hoof was always already used so no combo for them sad so they just went with like attack you for 70 and then take Two extra turns, uh, attack you for 70, and like, okay. Okay, you did it. I was like, I take 70 damage. Barely a tickle. And then you got tickled a bit more? I got tickled a bit more, and then, you know, I'm a very ticklish person, so... I got destroyed. Sad. But hey, at least the deck gains a lot of life. I mean, the the commanders are Bruce Tarl and Sh- uh, Ikra Shidik, so you can imagine what Ikra does when she gets double strike and lifelink. Jesus Christ. That is a lot of life. That's what, 10 life uh, per hit? Uh, no, that's 20 life per... Uh, yeah, 10 life per hit. Yes, yes, yes. So 20 in one attack. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun, fun times. Do you have life cannon in the deck? No, excuse me? Data Flux Reservoir, do you have the cannon in the deck? Uh, no. I You don't. should. Maybe. Maybe. I did find it difficult to actually finish the game. Oh, but I had this little dude, the, the guy for 5 mana that when it attacks, I gain 2 life and then my creatures get plus X, plus X, and 
trample where X is the amount of life I gained. But I never had that, a, I never had that, an opportunity to get like a bunch of life before attacking. So, no best I could do is put Alhamrat's archive and give my guys plus four plus four and trample for every attack. Oh, just plus four plus four and trample. Yeah, pretty pretty lackluster, I know. I know. Pretty pretty janky. I did forget that it gave them trample, so people just jump blocked them, and I was like, okay. You take nothing, and then I later I read the card again, it actually gives trample. So, not reading cards is gonna be... Spoilers, the theme of this episode, or...? Oh yeah, not reading the card <laughs> not explain the card. Huh! Um, how about you, any commanders of the week? I built the... Ozil Bender. Mm -hmm. Holy crap, is that deck repetitive? It does one thing, does it well. Unless your Fiddlebender gets murdered and then you just sit there and watch. Yeah, it's funny how just killing a commander can, you know, hinder a game oh. plan. Did I say killed? I meant uh, turned into forest. Oh, oh, that too. I heard that getting yep. your commander permanently a... removed is kind of bad. I'm like, uh, I have a couple of outs, you know, for that situation. I have a couple of things to kill enchantments. I have filled the Ruin Gold Squad, and I'm just drawing nothing and nothing and nothing. Also, good luck drawing more things in white. <laughs> I mean, uh, I have things like Terrarion and stuff like that that actually draws cards when you crack it. Mm -hmm. And Chromatic Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic egg That's stuff. The... And that's the classical, how do you draw cards in white, just play brown. Solution to the problems. Of course. But yeah, either uh, you get stopped by that, or you just make infinite mana and shoot people with uh, walking ballista. Of course. So it's really monotone, it's a little repetitive, but... I build it. Nice. I have some fun. Nice. And then I have some just non-fun because... Test doesn't get to do a thing, so yeah. I might keep it. I might just transform it into Zidra or whatever the the elemental fox is called from Ikoria. Yeah, we'll see. Zira. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I built that mono white thing, and I'm having some fun. So about that, not reading the cards. So I was on uh, the two-headed pre-release of Innistrad. And we were doing quite well. We won the first round. We lost the second round to all of that when each opponent loses life bullshit. Oh, that that's um, always nice in uh, Two-Headed Giant. Oh, did you know that there's an actual rules errata for day and night in Two-Headed? Yeah. If you, if you want it to become night, both players have to skip their turn. Sheesh. So the rule for for the rule for it becoming night is if a player doesn't cast a spell during their turn. So it's counting both of you as a player. It in two-headed, uh, it counts a team, not a player. <laughs> and we did let it go to night one time, and oh my god, do not do that ever. Because you're, if, if you're passing a turn without any plans 
for instant interaction, you just lose the game. Because you just time walked yourself for nothing. You, no, it's not a problem in 1v1. It's really not a big deal. Yeah. But in 2v2, when two people pass their turn, that's you just lose the game. I mean, we won another game because of that. Because our opponents just passed the turn and then we're like, oh, um, I guess we just smack you in the face. Yeah, when you extra turn. When you told me about the rule, I'm like, then you don't play werewolves that much in two-headed. Yeah, you still play them because they're yeah, decent you, creatures. But but you don't focus on the transforming. Oh no, you do not focus on the transform. It's going to uh, happen in the late game. Yeah, but before that, I mean, you need a mana sink. If you have that I... werewolf that gives plus one plus one counters, then it's okay to pass the turn. You don't purposely time walk yourself if you just, you know, drew, draw two lands, uh, one of each, and you draw step, yeah, sure. Yeah, but then both players have to do that, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. but in late game, as you said, but those even... things happen. I pl I played grindy games of uh, Two-Headed Giant. But even then, you have Disturb, and Disturb counts as casting the creature from your graveyard. Yeah. yeah. So you can't even Disturb things. You can't get beat down with a sickness. And... Then we won game, we went into uh, time, we had three turns left. <laughs> and we had like six open mana, and we're like, okay, they're at four. And we need to get rid of their flying blockers, because my flyers will just swoop in and kill them. My ally draws, uh, light up the night. And we're looking, huh, if we flashback it, can we, like deal zero damage, but I was like, you can't cast this spell if you don't have any planeswalkers, and I was like, this is a problem. I mean, I mean, if we could do that, we can just kill their both of their flyers, and we win the game. And we're like, come on, there has to be some way out, because if we don't win, they won't win, it's gonna be a draw. And we're like, smashing our heads against the wall, seeing what can we do with this random light up the night, with 6 mana, and them at 4 life. So, Nixha, hmm. what does Light Up the Night do? So For people who might not be uh, familiar with the card. Light Up the Night is an X in red sorcery. It deals X damage to any target. It deals X plus 1 damage instead if, it, if that target is a creature or planeswalker. And it has a flashback for 3 in a red, and remove X loyalty counters from among planeswalkers you control. If you cast this spell this way, X can't be zero. I'm not seeing the solution. I, I don't think there, there was anything I, you could have I done. I only see the part where it deals... I only it deals see damage. the part. Light up the night. It deals X plus one damage if that target is a creature or a planeswalker. So it deals X plus one damage to creatures and planeswalkers, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's the only thing it targets. Yeah. Not to the face. That's... Yeah, I mean, if it targeted the face, it would be a good card then, wouldn't it? Uh, you're like, why is, this, why is this thing even a rare? You wondered. Yeah, it's basically like Blaze, but not Blaze. So... so when did you figure out that you punted hard? When, when we targeted the creature, and then, like, the people around us were like, why, what the fuck? why didn't you just target their face? And we were looking like, this can go face. Huh. Huh. I 
completely forgot the any target part because I pretty much I'm pretty sure I didn't I never actually read that part. I only remember I, re I only remember the X plus one to creatures part. Uh, Niksha, in your defense, reading reading is for nerds, so... Oh, definitely. I ain't no nerd. <laughs> so, that game went to draw, you say? Yeah, so we end up uh, with 2-1-1, but... Yeah. But, if we actually won that game, we would face a, a much more uh, tougher match the next game, and we would be 2-2. And 2-2 is worse than 2-1-1, so big brain plays, we got more prizes this way. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm the, uh, hosting a podcast with this man, because his genius is unrivaled. I mean, I've been playing uh, Esper Reanimator, like, before Modern Horizons 2, and now Esper Reanimator is actually becoming a deck in Modern. I mean, I did play Esper Reanimatron. Basically the same thing. Yeah, it's. Ba I mean... Just you wait. Uh, first, the Esper Reanimator was like, yeah, let's play like four Marcons of Cruelty and four Persists and only one on Burial Rites. And, you know, the new... What, what's it called? The looting card, blue-white in Innistrad. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that one. It's, it's still a new set, so I don't remember the names. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. The oh, yeah. mana gain two life, uh, loot for two instant, class flashback. Pretty good card. I mean, it's not really that good because you're minus one card, but if your plan is to be minus one card, then it's really good. Sweet. I mean, and uh, last, last time I heard, the decks actually shifted to actually playing Gifts Ungiven because... Who knew? Gifts Ungiven are really good in a reanimator shell. I wouldn't be able to tell in X-Shade. It's still banning commanders, so, you know. And I've been playing, like, uh, Esper reanimator... Actually, it was more like an Esper control with Tron, with uh, a little reanimator package in Gifts Ungiven, and one on Burial Rites and one Iona. Because reanimating an Iona in a time when... Um, Blitz was a thing, it basically won you the game. Yeah, what did they do? And now people are like reanimating Archons of Cruelty and they're like, why? Oh. You can just like win the game, you know? No. I mean, fair enough. You can't persist an Iona, but you can't persist an Archon of Cruelty, which is really good. And, you know, it's pretty decent. And you'll see, you'll see, people will be shifting to Esper. Re, uh, Tron with reanimator with reanimator packages real soon. Mark my words. You heard it here first, folks. And most likely last, but you know. Oh, just you wait till my uh, mono black reanimatron becomes like a staple of the format. I mean, if you played MTGO, it might actually have become that. Because it, it's brilliant. So you do your. Uh, normal mono black re reanimation stuff, and if they're if they're packing like mainboard graveyard hate, you still have the backup plan of actually hard casting Archon of Cruelty with you know your Tron mana. So yeah. Uh, 
Pardon me wants uh, wants you to buy you stupid MTGO, uh, you know, license. So you can get yourself all the stupid decks you're playing right now and play it against some pros so I can watch that pro stream and be like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, what is this we, person doing? Um, Yeah, we'd probably have a, a bit of people like asking questions. I, I want you to ruin like uh, Redux or LSV's day, LSV's day with that. That <laughs> uh, um, would entertain yeah. me immensely. Uh, also, I've been looking into going back into Standard because Standard was pretty much dead here because the, the Standard Eldraine. was like, well, just pure garbage. But now that Eldraine is banned, um, it feels like it feels like a completely new format because suddenly things that sets that were outclassed by Eldraine are actually like playable now. Like, did you know that Kaldheim was an actual standard set that's legal in standard? I knew it was a limited uh, set that you could draft, but didn't know you could actually play it as standard. Well, could you? Turns out you can now play cards in standard from Kaldheim. Oh, and even D&D. So, I mean, yeah. D &D you, know what's a, you, know what's, you know what's a great thing about the Adventures in Forgotten Realms? It doesn't have that many cards that you really, really want to need, so most, most of the things is cheap. Yeah, but it was also criminally under-cracked, so I can't get my hands on any cards from the freaking set. And what I do you still, need? And I still need... For three more copies of Foil Wishes. I mean, you can always tell me, yo, I need this, and then I get you the thing on card market, and then you just pay me up. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to uh, mix up some card market uh, lists for some stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mostly D&D, because nobody played that set here. There, we had they? like two drafts, and that's it. Uh, Andre was thinking, does he buy the box of that or not? And he was like, ah, it doesn't seem that fun. To, to draft. Oh yeah, speaking of draft, just because I'm looking to go back into standard, I actually fired up Arena again, just yeah. so I can like make a standard deck and test it there before um, buying some cards. But then again, I decided for Mono Green Stompy, because some right. cards I need for modern already, like the werewolf pack leader, uh, and you know I'm just gonna try to get that deck, and it seems pretty cheap, and I don't plan on spending big money big money on standard decks I'm not gonna use in modern or pioneer. So mono white seems to be really good and cheap. Oh yeah, I mean. The, one of my most exciting uh, mono-white cards is that guy that gets cheapened by creatures attacking. And then yeah, the card. That, that's pretty nice. That guy's so gas. Gas. Uh, but anyway... Yeah. Uh, standard, but, uh, standard actually uh, seems to be like a playable format now. Uh, before we jump to standard, uh, so what is your opinion about the Innistrad? As I said, because you got to play with it, I didn't. Um. Well, the drafting, I I can't say anything about the drafting in my environment. I only played one game of sealed, 
I just, just the cards themselves. More, more of that. How do they feel when you play them? The cards feel really good. Like, there's power to them, but the whole set just feels good, but fair. Like, it, it feels really fair. Like, um, the, the shock that can scry one, it's a strictly better shock. It's like better shock in every way. And yet it's it doesn't feel like power creep because shock was it was a decent card, but this made it just like more playable and it's un uncommon. It's not an unholy hit, is what I'm hearing. I mean, unholy hit is still a completely fine magic card. It can't go face, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, but it can kill so many stupid things. <laughs> can't kill a Karn. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, also, if you if players are packing graveyard removal, then it always just deals two damage. But why is it? Why would I run removal, Nixon? Because suddenly Arclight uh, Jeskai Arclight Phoenix is back, so you better get your ley lines. Shit. Yeah, I'm. I really hope to uh, get some games of standard in just to see how it feels like. After 10,000 years of not playing any kind of standard. What's the last standard you played? Uh, uh, the last standard deck I made was a bent flash deck with Vivian's Arcbow. Jesus Christ, that was an eternity ago. Yeah, it, it used Vivian's Arcbow to smuggle in... Uh, the f the friend of wolves guy, the uh, Tolsimir. Yeah, he's super cool. Sheesh. But as... I played that pre-release. So, as many other cards, Tolsimir was just overshadowed by super powerful things, and you know now now that there aren't any ultimatums that just win the game, it's kind of like. It seems really nice to play... Let me show you the world. Good stuff, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. That's actually exciting to hear. Yeah. Uh, what was less exciting to hear was um, last week's news. So... Oh, no, no, no. Nisha, we need to preface it a bit more. Um. Okay, yeah, sure. So... We finished the last week's podcast, right? Oh, it was yeah. it was it was a Sunday, <laughs> and your your commander of the week was Golos. Yep. And not four hours after I published the podcast, the banner restricted list uh, comes up. <laughs> yep. Like, was Sheldon and the team waiting for you to stop talking? Did they listen to the thing and they were like, oh, oh, oh Nixha liked Golos' experience. Fuck that guy. Uh, and then banned it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is like uh, straight up uh, evidence that they listen and enjoy our podcast. Because if you don't enjoy this podcast, then there is no reason to ban Golos. Because there's no reason to cause me pain. If that is correct, uh, hi, Rules Committee. If you want to jump on the cast, uh, feel free. Yeah. Uh, we'd be totally cool with that. Like, my, my cars didn't get banned. I'm not salty. <laughs> I mean, 
Actually, at first, I wasn't salty at all. I know. <laughs> it took you like a couple of hours. It took me a couple of hours, maybe a day or two. But then no, no, no. I, I sent you the message and you were like, what? And then you were like, oh, God damn it. And then just was still for a couple of hours. And then in the evening, I thought, I think you were like, oh, God, fuck. Ah. Yeah, because like as time went on, I just thought about what this ban actually meant. So for the people who are wondering, Golos is banned and the Worldfire is unbanned. But nobody cares about that part. We'll um, talk about that just because uh, of the pricing uh, things we saw. Just a laugh. Yeah. But carry on. Ah, so, um, Igor, do you have any thoughts on the Golos ban or the reasoning behind the ban? I mean, the reasoning is basically it enables too much good stuff. deck, right? Uh, so the reasoning had like a couple of points. It's like uh, one point is that it's uh, too easy to make. Uh, it enables it's it's too good. Uh, part they, of the uh, part of the problem that I saw in the announcement was it basically pays for the half of the co commander attacks on when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, which is With, legitimate. Uh, the, when you cast them, you're already plus one land, so you can actually play him again next uh, next uh, turn. Uh. <clears throat> So, yeah, he has a commander text of 1, but uh, guess what? Any commander have a, can have a tech, commander text of 1 if you play that one green card, whatever it's called. It's a bit more limited when you have to play that green card, what, what's it called, yeah. compared to, you know, just having a colorless 5C guy in the command zone. And, like, the third thing was, like, it just, uh, it kind of, like, pushed out variety or something like that because if you want to make a deck why not just put Golos as your commander or something like that for the variety thing I can't really say yay or nay because it's been a while since I played with you know anybody outside of my small group you are more uh, expert on that one so I mean, I, mean, I, mean I, I see the logic that's the thing I see the logic yeah, that, that's the problem. I see the logic behind the ban as well. I understand their concerns, but it still doesn't solve anything. It's uh, The thing that I would point out if you're banning him as a commander is that uh, he's making 5-color, which is supposed to be restricted in nature. Super easy. Yeah, and I would argue that I see absolutely no problem in that. Because... As Sheldon said, they were looking at low to mid power levels for the ban. And yeah, he's not being played in freaking CDH, so you know. Yeah, he's not because you know Kenrith is a lot better. NEG is uh, kicking ass, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there uh, are, there yeah? are competitive brews with uh, Golos that can you know kill people with Sun Scorched Desert and stuff like that. Yeah. There but, are, but you know. Why why do that when you have Kenny? Uh, Kenny, if you so the, the thing that people might not know about Kenny G. Do you want to play? I don't know a combo deck. You can just play Kenrit as a commander. Do you want to play a stacks deck? You can. Do you want to play ad nauseum? You sure can, because Kenrit does everything, and he does it stupidly well. 
Yeah, uh, like, another point was that Golos does everything as well. But more often well, than not... I mean, for mid and uh, low casually, yeah, I can see, actually, what do they mean. But the thing... you, will, you will usually get to million of mana, and you'll be able to activate it, like, a couple times a turn. Yeah, but even when I was activating a couple of times a turn, uh, sometimes I would get two lands and a signet. Sometimes I would get three legendary creatures. Sometimes I would get a board wipe and, you know, two mana acceleration. The thing is, uh, okay, so Golos enabled too much, good stuff matters. Well, the thing is, good stuff doesn't win games. And, I mean, games of casual, it does. I guess they can, but the uh, I, again, I, mean, it, I think uh, in casual it does uh, win games. Okay, but my deck wasn't really built for. It wasn't high power. It was mid power. So I can really say that I played a bunch of really high impact creatures in there, and. I basically use that deck as like, oh, I can't fit this card into any of my decks, so let's just put it in Golos, because the card is super cool, and I want to play super cool cards. And what's the point of playing Commander? Playing super cool cards. Stacks cards, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I mean, I understand you and your point, and I see, you know, that you have actually been the one affected. Uh, but but, uh, but the thing is, even I was starting to get a little bit a bit uh, uh, burnt out of Golos, so I decided to play him uh, less and less because it's it's fun the first couple of times. It gets kind of stale and repetitive after a couple of times because the only thing that's keeping Golos fresh is that randomness of the top three. Uh, but let's stop talking about, like, how I feel about Golos, but the implications of this ban. So, he was banned because he was too popular. Well... Oh, oh boy, is, uh, Corbold, the uh, upper. So, Thinking. what I'm seeing is, if they're gonna go by that logic, or even use that as just one of the criteria, next up, it's gonna be Kenrith, because now that Golos is bad, is not bad, is gone, uh, Kenrith is the next best five-color commander, because he does everything. And I remember, I think we even discussed that, like, you wanna build a sliver deck? Why use any of the sliver commanders? Why not just use Kenrith? He does everything you need. He, and if he does it all. He reanimates your slivers, he draws you more slivers. He can give all slivers haste after you dump them all on the board. Like, Kenrith does everything for slivers better than any other sliver in the command zone. Like, the only competing commander is Sliver is the Sliver Queen, and she's like a bajillion monies. Thanks, reserved list. And on the reserved list, so, you know, go to hell. That's why she is a bajillion monies. Like, I don't know if there's a better, like, human commander. Like, there are so many decks 
that will just now use Kenrith as their commander because Golos is unavailable. Um, also, the point of Golos being easy to build, there is absolutely not... Not only is that not a problem, that is a welcome thing. Because new players who want to build like 5 color decks, they don't have to actually dish out all the money for like expensive mana bases. They can go like play Golos, play some cheap uh, multicolor lands, uh, get their get themselves a copy of the World Tree, and bam, they can make their own five color deck. And Alternatively, they just play Kindred. Okay, right they now, can play Kindred, but they need better, <laughs> but they need a lot better mana base now. Uh, also, so. Having a deck that's easy to make is really good for Commander, because like I said, new players can, you know, enjoy uh, a type of deck without it being a, like uh, a big hassle to make, a big hurdle. While experienced players, uh, at least in my experience, uh, won't... Actually, I can't really say from my experience, this is just like personal preference. Like if a commander, uh, I like to, I like commanders that have some kind of limit. Uh, the limit I had with Golos was that I'm just gonna play big stuff because I like big stuff and I cannot lie. Uh, so it wasn't really a matter of uh, how to say limitation, but I did have a Golos that was signed by Trump. So, you know, he had a special place the in the former president. Not the former president. No, no, not pre not a former president, no. That always needs to be uh, caveated, Niksha. Yeah, okay, okay. So it was signed by not the president Trump, like, uh, at least not the president of uh, America, but the president of Value Town Trump. He's a Hearthstone streamer or what? Yeah. There there you go. Uh so he was special because of that. Uh, what else? Uh, my, I mean, I made Golos a couple of times. He was a Gates deck. Uh, he was, um, actually he was just, once he was a Gates deck, once he was a Blink deck, and once he was, like, uh, this monstrosity that I made now. He was basically a better, uh, Kinayo Santiro, because he could actually run, you know, Bolas, while Kinayo yep. Santiro can't run Bolas. Ah, can't you? Nice. By the way, I took a look at the EDH rack, right? Yeah. Uh, top 10 uh, commanders. Uh, one, two, three of them are uh, uh, five colors. Kenrit, uh, Sisei, and Urdragon. Yeah. One of them is four colors. Hello, Atraxa. Uh... Yeah, so let's get to that point of being too popular. Uh, also, Golos, by himself, he's not an oppressive commander. Like, he he just isn't. He His ability doesn't, like, win the game. His ability doesn't cause people to feel bad about themselves or about the deck they're playing. His ability isn't, like... He doesn't have to be built oppressively, like... Uh, while, for instance, if you want to play Urza, you're going to play Stacks, right? 
and you don't you can play just artifacts you know i mean you could but why would you i mean i would but uh, also if you want to talk about things that make you feel bad uh Corvald is just staring at me right now not just Corvald. i would argue that uh Chulain is a lot worse because uh, in my experience Every time, and I've seen multiple Chulain decks, every time it ended up like it's the late game and they just start having 20-minute turns because they're doing nothing but drawing cards. I played a couple of games against Chulain and I can just tell you one thing. Holy fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean... Like, seriously. It, it, all, all the Chulain games just end up him being 10 to 15 to 20 minutes on his turn just drawing cards, trying to find the win condition, going on everyone's nerves, and just making the whole gaming experience just miserable. It's like, Golos just go. it's his turn, it's like, okay, I activate Golos, I play my three things for free, pass the turn. Like, at so least... What I'm hearing is you're not happy about the ban. I'm not, it's not that I'm not happy because they banned Golos, it's the reasoning. They're not a single reason is valid enough to ban uh, Golos because all of these reasons are going to be valid for a number of commanders in like the next two months. So now Kerith, is he gonna get banned? Because he's super easy to build because he's just one color. Uh, he doesn't need five colors to activate his abilities. He only needs blue, right? Because let me give you... you let me give an advice to all the magic players out there. Just play janky shit like I do. Your shit's not gonna get banned. Uh, yeah, I you mean, th you think Alesha's gonna get banned? Come on. Is uh, Team Nine Jessica might? Okay, I'll concede that point. But I can just shift back to Alesha and not give. Let's just you know. think about this. Is there a better Esper Reanimator commander than Kenrith? Energy does it all. He... Let's actually take a look at the Esper Commanders, because I haven't looked at that part of the color pile in a while. Uh... Oh, Lila was a thing, yeah. Zur is a thing. Uh, I remember playing against Zur. <laughs> I, I, I'm, by the way, I'm looking at most of the Esper Commanders, I'm like, holy crap, most of these guys are crap. Yeah, I mean, the best Esper reanimator is Sharum the Hegemon. That's because she's a super oppressive, used to be super oppressive combo enabler. Yeah, and guess what? Kenny just does everything Sharum does, but better. He even he costs less mana, you need to pay less mana to reanimate stuff, and he can draw cards. And once you reanimate the thing, you can give it haste. Sharum does a bit different things. Yeah, okay, Sharum goes infinite, but. With know. like. Uh, like a piece of paper. She goes infinite with a piece of paper. Uh, so Just look at Esper, yeah. Holy fuck, that crap sucks. I'm not a fan of Esper. Uh, shard. Now, Grixis, that's a different thing. No, they Grixis, have fun stuff. Grixis is spicy. They have fun stuff. They have fun stuff because they have red and black. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'm not happy because I'm I'm sure that there are like cards, not commanders, but cards that people find extremely of, uh, uh, oppressive 
extremely unfun, are readily available to everyone, and nobody's doing a damn thing against them. Like, let's say, I don't know, uh, Cyclonic Rift. Like, everybody, everybody hates Cyclonic Rift. Cyclonic Rift is fine. Yeah, but it, it takes all the boxes that it should be banned. It's super oppressive. It's, I mean, it used to be available at when it was first printed and then once reprinted, but it's getting expensive, so it's also expensive. It's the second, I think, it's like the second most played blue card in Commander. The first is Counterspell. Oh no, is Isn't Counterspell it... gonna get banned? It's too Is it even? Is it even the... Yeah, I mean, if you go to EDH track and see... Uh, uh I'm on it now. Oh, uh, yeah, it is going to spell. Huh. It, it's not even... Uh, so it's I, see, the, I, think it, I think it's mostly because of the price difference. Yeah, it says it's like $26. I mean, that's a lot. Also, Jesus Christ, Americans, what are you doing with your pri uh, prices? So, if, if Golos and all the reasons he got banned are going to hold... Uh, for the next couple of months, then I expect them to start banning things left and right. Like Cyclonic Rift should be banned. It's too feels bad. It's too. It feels bad when it's cast against you. It's only good when you cast it, and that's just, you know, one player out of four. Everybody else is like groaning, like oh, it's another Cyclonic Rift, and stuff like that. They don't. People don't usually win after a Cyclonic Rift. They just keep dirtling around. Uh, so, as I said, uh, Chulain should be banned then. Because he's, like, the best banned commander. Uh, he doesn't do everything, but he does too much. And he's just, like, miserable to play against. Uh, I'm guessing Korvald should be banned because he's... Like, he draws infinite cards and he's just good at everything he does. And uh, To sidetrack your point, I just clicked on the saltiest uh, top cards on EDH rec. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling called out. Stasis, Winter Orb, Static Orb are first three. Uh, first three. Oh. And I'm, like, I'm like, huh. There's also ex my... Expropriate. Why... Don't yes. we just ban Expropriate? Because Golos that casts Expropriate for 7 mana, that's pretty broken. So, just ban Expropriate. People hate Expropriate, so why ban why, Golos then? Why are Sand Triplets on this list? The Sand Triplets aren't, aren't even good. They never were, that's the thing. Because we started playing around the time that uh, Sand Triplets, you know, were a deck. Yeah. And it was never that good. Uh, also, do you know what makes Golos not that good? What? Removal. People just... Uh, I, I mean, people should just play a lot more interaction in their deck. I mean, sure, it's one fun card slot less, but oh my god, is removal good. So... We I... have been on, on that bandwagon for years now, Niksha. Play more removal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. For years we have been preaching that. 
but we also haven't been preaching it for like a year because we weren't doing episodes. So yeah. let's just do it. Again. I, I I think when we started this podcast, we were like, dudes, kill things. It's good to kill stuff. Because if Golos uh, goes and pays five mana to play Golos, then you kill it, and then they play pay seven mana to play Golos. They just spent twelve mana and two turns on doing literally nothing except ramping. That you just described the uh, game of Commander. But we spent doing nothing while besides just ramping, and that's it. Well, you can kill Golos with literally one mana, so you have one mana and four left over to do your cool stuff and to kill Golos. Or just put, like, Stony Silence in play. If your meta is full of Golos players, just put Stony Silence. No, make sure we don't want to play good cards. Okay, Collector Roof. That's a really good card. That's better than Stony Silence, make sure. Uh, I don't think it's expensive. No, 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 I said that's a better card. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about money now, I'm just talking about good cards. We don't yeah, want to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, so I had a game of with my Treximundar, and my Treximundar deck is, like, built the criteria for a card to enter my Treximundar, uh, Treximundar deck is it's either uh, has a cool name, it has a cool art, or is a bolus. So what I'm hearing is, does it sound like a metal uh, band name? Does it look like a metal band cover? Or is it bolus? Yeah. I mean, Nicol Bolas' arts often look like covers of metal albums. Yeah. So those are basically my three criteria. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of spot removal in the deck. <laughs> and there's Rakdos Augermage, because Rakdos Augermage is the best guy ever. Blast from the past, Niksha. I have like almost a playset of signed foiled Augermages. Because he's such pressed. a cool guy. Did you know that he was a, a world champion invitational card? I, I knew that. Okay. Just but, but you're not, not surprised about that. But I bet most people didn't. So, in that game with Treximundar, I played like four removal spells. I played Auger Mage, and I played Treximundar, and I won the game. Because removal. I mean, also, one uh, feather player just killed one another player, like, in one hit, so, you know, that helped a lot. That helps a bit. By the way, Niksha, you should be feeling proud, because I'm uh, scouring uh, uh, the card market for signed copies of uh, Ogre Mage. Can't find them. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, I found signed copies normal, but there is no uh, foiled copies. Oh, very cool. So sweet. Nice. Gonna have Monopoly over them. Very cool. Ah. Auger Mage. Um, anyway, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, basically with my uh, Thraximundar deck, I just played a couple of spot removals because I just don't want to die. And then just attack with Thraximundar and kill people with commander damage. It wasn't really that... Special. I'm, I'm just saying that removal is really good. A feather is going to one-shot you, just kill it. You, The game doesn't have to be boring and stupid if you just kill the things that make it boring and stupid. 
I like removal. It may enables other people to not play. I like removal. That enables me to keep on playing. Because... Oh, yeah. oh a winter orb? Well, let's shatter that. No more winter orb. Problem Nick, so what, have been, what have you been saying for years? That fun is a zero-sum game and I need to have all the fun. Yeah. It's a limited resource. So, in order for you to have fun, you have to make other people not have fun. And but and you do that by either stacking them, and stacks is for bad people, oh. and horrible people, and yeah. we're both bad and horrible people. There you go. Or you just remove the horrible people stacks pieces, or, you know, win pieces. Or, or combo players and all that. Or pieces at all. Any piece at all. Also, don't play Teferi, Teferi Time Reveler. Don't play Teferi Time Reveler in in uh, any form of commander. Because that guy, he kind of screws games up. Because a lot of the time is like, okay, I played Teferi. Then the other guy gets to his turn and like, okay, um, I'm going to do my stupid shit now. Thank you for... Uh, Disabling two other players from uh, stopping me, and then you stop that player, and then basically if you play the time reveler, win on, on that turn. Uh, then player three comes. You you stop player two, then player three comes. Haha! You spent all your resources. Now I can do my uh, dumb shit, and then he does his dumb shit, and you lose the game. So don't play the time reveler unless you have a really good plan. Oh yeah, speaking of good plans, now that uh, Golos is banned, I'm gonna replace him with uh, with uh, Kenrith, and I'm going to put in uh, the Dramatic Scepter, uh, Dramatic Reversal combo, and I'm not going to give a, give a shit anymore, because that's completely fine, you know, that combo is completely okay. Honestly, looking at that and then looking at uh, Tassel's Oracle, I'm like, yeah, that's actually fine. I mean, I'm not gonna play Thassa's Oracle. I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna play this card. Um, I just won the game. Are you having fun? Would you rather, would you rather have me do this, or do you want me to spin the Golos once a turn? Gee, I wonder what, what's giving people more joy. I'm, I'm just." Getting, I'm just getting salty at this point. Yeah, you are. Um, uh, it's fine to vent. No, uh, it's it's just, it's it's a it's a horrible ban. It's a horrible ban. Uh, Golos was, uh, up. He was kind of a problem because he was just made too good for a five color, uh, card. Uh, wizards think, should feel I, bad. Wizards I, should feel bad about making such cards. I don't approve of them making such cards because I'd much rather play like a Horde of Notions for my 5-caller deck than anything else. I do believe we did say that uh, he seemed a bit too generic when uh, he was spoiled. Yeah, we did. But guess what? When you just want to be generic, that's that's completely fine. Some days you just want to be generic and that's completely okay. And now people are gonna be generic with Kenrith, and then he's gonna get banned. And then when, when, then where are we? Are or they'll play something else. Banned? Because I see this as a slippery slope. Because 
Okay, they might actually not ban anything from now on. But there will always be like that question. If you ban the Golos, why aren't you banning Kenrith? Or Korgold or Atraxa or whatever. Or any super popular, super easy to build commander uh, for that matter. Korgold commander that's like generally he's good at everything. So, you know, being good at everything is not uh, a problem. And, you know, for, for Sheldon advocating rule zero so much. For rules committee, let's... Uh, for Okay, yeah. For the rules yeah. committee uh, advocating rule zero so much, Golos was not a good ban. Because if people are having issues with Golos, they can just decide, hey, let's not play Golos this game. Let's have three games of non-Golos. And then let's play a four-Golos four pod game. That actually sounds kind of fun. I honestly didn't know that goals was such a problem like for nobody people. Nobody knew. Up to, up to the ban. I even uh, I even listened to uh, the Command Zone podcast about that. Uh, and, you know, uh, they too are against that ban. Because it's really... Golos isn't a problem, really. Unless... Unless the RC has uh, ideas of or knowledge of future cards that might make Golos a huge problem. Then that's a, that's a different story. It remains to be seen? It remains to be seen. Like, I highly doubt that Golos is on the same level as, as let's say, Rophelos. Because Rophelos is like, you play your commander and win the game kind of commander. While Golos isn't really. Good so, God, Rafaelos was stupid. Oh, oh, he was beyond stupid. I remember when he was legal. Holy moly! Yeah, I remember. I remember that as well. It was like, it was not a fun time. I remember Sundering Titan being legal. <laughs> it was like Sundering Titan turn three. Let's play a game, huh? Let's like Candlestick's player here, and I'm like that. That might have been a bit stupid. Yeah, Ruffalo's was basically a turn 3 commander. That's it. You if... know what I'm thinking? Maybe I should just buy all the things that are on the ban list for commander and just wait. Maybe, because they might think like, like why did we ban Worldfire? Uh, who cares? Unban it. I mean, uh, things like Story of the Stars, I would also unban things like that, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, that Worldfire Unban was relevant for those uh, three old Joyra players. And that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, somebody actually thought of it to buy, start buying things on the... On the Commander Ban list. Because I'm seeing a spike on the like 14th up to now in Sphere of the Stars. Wow! It it jumped from thirty one uh, cents to one euro and twenty seven cents. That's actually a really big jump. It is. Wow! So, oh man, oh my! <laughs> but uh, yeah, Worldfire. Uh, so we were talking about how it's a silly 
the price was silly. We were watching European prices and we we're like, whew, it jumped all over to 10 euros and now it's falling to like 5. And we're like, that's a bit too high, but sure, let's see what the Americans are doing. And then I go to TCG Player and see it's 20 bucks for Worldfire. And I'm like, why, Americans? Why are you doing this? Don't don't play Worldfire. It's not a good card. It was good in or if, standard. If, if you're going to pl be playing it, don't buy it for this price. Proxy the shit out of that stupid card. Nobody's going to mind. Or, or, or I should say nobody should mind. Because, jeez, 20 bucks for that. <laughs> for a random card that was banned the day it was announced. Yep. I still remember that. Uh-huh. We were both... Wait, what? 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 But we were like, okay, sure, fine. Uh, they they banned this card preventively. They gave us like a month and a half to play with Grizzle Band. I mean, Worldfire at for... that time did seem like just, you know, you win the game kind of card. Yeah, just... So is Grizzle Band. And they gave us a month of Grizzle Band. Yeah, but it's a legendary creature, you know. Worldfire isn't a legendary creature. Oh, the thing is, uh, Grizzleband was available to you in the command zone. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be maybe more of a reason to ban it. Uh, they gave us like a month and a half, and we were all like, yeah, the shoe's gonna drop soon. We all know that the shoe is gonna drop soon. Because, come on. And you how, see... How can it? Nobody expected Golos to ever be banned. And so now here we are. So hide your commanders, guys. Do stop, stop posting decks on the internet, or EDH Rec will track it. Will track them down. They will show them as the top popular commanders, and then they're gonna get banned. And we don't want uh, Kenrith to get banned. I mean, I would love Kenrith to get banned, but. I, I wouldn't care. care one way or another. But, uh, Coalition Victory is like 20 cents, so that's good. Yeah, they... Why is it says, Why it is says, Gifts a given band? It says win the game, so... They might still keep it banned. Uh, speaking of, do you remember when Araya used to be legal? No. Oh, no, I do. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I remembered. Ooh. <laughs> that Oof. was a spicy one. Oof, dude. Oh, no, Erayo. Oh, God. Oh, do you uh, like not playing magic? <laughs> how much is the Caracas? It should be quite a lot. It, it will be. I am fully aware of that. Let's see. Like 20 euros above. That's actually not that terrible. A judge promo is like 33 euros and above. That's not that horrible, actually. Oh, yeah, part of me is like, maybe I like get one and then maybe one day people will be high enough and unban it. <laughs> unban it for like a month and then emergency ban it. I mean, all I'm saying is goals maybe not... That have been a problem. If Caracas was legal, it would have been because you would just bounce your own Caracas and uh, bounce your own goals and play it again. Yep. But uh, limited resources are still banned, because of course it is. Because Jesus Christ. 
Alutri. I'm just going through the command uh, to the ban list and being like, ah. Oh. Panoptic Mirror is still banned. I mean, Panoptic Mirror is like infinite turns when it comes into play. Well, then just uh, play, like we said, the Stony Silence effects. Uh, uh, sure, but still, no, I, I'm not a fan of Panoptic Mirror ever being unbanned. But of course, there's the Paradox Engine. Paradox Engine is completely fine. People were just yes. dirtling with it too much. They were. You play Paradox Engine when you want to win. You don't play Paradox Engine to have fun. Paradox Engine is not meant to have to be fun. It's meant to win games. Now, do you want to hear a card and I'm not sure where I'm standing at? A recurring Nightmare. Uh... Like, I would like it to be unbanned, but I'm seeing the reasoning. Uh, we should give it. We should give it a chance. No, we shouldn't. It's like 30 euros and above. Uh, we shouldn't. Because if that shit gets unbanned, you know what's going to happen to the price. Probably. It's still a really uh, good cube card. A very uh, So, the gold border proxy is like 8 euros and above. Oh yeah, there you go. That's an official card. I mean, Shekhar. it's not an officially legal card, but it's an official card. Do you think they'll unban Shekharazad? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh yeah, talking about judge promos, um, that did you see the the, the 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 vampire guy, the Edgar Markov? You mean Mr. Hardy? Yes. Why did they make him so hot? Because he's a vampire. I used to think I was straight, and I'm just uh, questioning myself right now. Like that that promo is like the only. Is like the sole reason I'm seriously rethinking about building some vampire deck. Are you gonna be getting that promo? Or? No, no, it's a end of the year promo. Uh huh. So if I get it, I'm probably gonna make some vampire tr tribal deck. I was avoiding yeah. making that thing for years because I want to make something cool with my uh, Mardu. With my Mardu combination, but you know, when your commander looks that good, why? Why fight it? Embrace speaking it. Speaking of commanders that are too easy to build, right? Oh yeah, Edgar is like super easy <laughs> to build. <laughs> Do you have some vampires you got from your last choice? Uh... Yeah, it's gonna work. Do you have some draft chaff just lying yeah. around? Like Andra had one build. And Tess and I were playing like uh, Corvald and Alesha. Uh, Andro was playing his uh, Planeswalkers, and one of our buddies was playing his Vampires. He won that game, even though we were playing fast combo decks. Cause you know, smack, smack, smack. I mean, getting free Vampires is really is really good. Turn three, I think he almost had Andro dead. <laughs> He just played like a vampire, vampire, vampire lord, and then another vampire just smacked. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Eminence is a stupid mechanic. And it, it should never it be really revisited is. ever again. 
I I'm I can't think of any ways to make it, you know, actual actually fair and fun. It would have to be like some combination of uh, the companion mechanic and eminence. So you get a a passive yeah. bonus only if you have severe deck restrictions. Only way uh, you can make eminence uh, fine is if you make it so boring and not actually affecting the game that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but no matter what you do, it's going to affect the game in some way, so it's good. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may look at the top card of your hand. <laughs> sure. That, that, that... Or, uh, I think you can actually, actually break a bit more, but... Uh, the beginning of your upkeep, uh, stitch a library for land. Reveal that card. Shuffle library. I mean, there are cards that work well when you shuffle your library. Call six of them. Yeah. So, there you go. That's still a playable effect. It is. It is. I mean, uh, Stupid Doloro is playable. And it's just <laughs> a bit of life gain. Yeah. Also, uh, whoever plays Doloro is the resident life tracker. Yes. Holy crap, that guy needs to do that. Because I cannot be bothered to do that if he's going to be doing that uh, throughout the whole game. Yeah, you want to gain life? Track it for everyone. Do it. Sheesh. Do it. But I'm just... I remember when he came out how people sold, how people were salty playing against it. Yeah, and then people remember that commander damage is a thing. And that also happened, so... I mean, you can get commander damage with, like, the randomest creatures, if you get enough time. Yes. Also, I remember buying the precon with Nekusar, getting the Trunian Nemesis and selling it immediately. Of and course. being like, ooh, I got a free deck! Nice! Yeah, they... Hopefully they won't be starting... They won't be doing such mistakes again. I mean, they're doing mistakes like... Uh... Uh, what, what's, what's that goblin called? A dockside extortionist. Holy crap, dockside. Hey, at least that card broke the format it was intended to. Yeah. At least that wasn't a legacy staple. Like, you and I were both super hyped for dockside, but I think neither one of us actually expected that, those levels of bullshittery. No, I wasn't expecting that. Like, Dockside single-handedly made red the best color in Commander. And if you're playing red, might as well put it in. Or, if you're playing a deck and you're not playing red, you have to ask yourself, should I be playing red just to get the Dockside? Yeah, but the problem is now that Dockside is so expensive that it's actually a problem to go red. If you If you want to play him. If you're playing CDH, the answer is just printer goes brrrr. And that's what I like about CDH, just, yeah, proxy the stupid thing. I don't expect you to pay 60 euros for a stupid uh, dog set. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, in short, uh, free golos, I guess. Free golos, uh, and. Just chill, people. Just chill, Nick. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be playing Kenrit, and that's gonna be. No, great. like I said, I'm completely. I'm okay with the Golos ban. I'm not okay with the reasons. 
because the reasons imply that if they don't ban Kenrith, then it's going to be like you banned Golos for the exact same reasons. Why is RC's, RC's bans were always, you know, up and down with reasons. We should just like ban the reserved list and unban everything else and then let people rule zero. I saw even better suggestion. Ben everything? No, no, ban everything that's not on the reserved list. Ah. <laughs> now that's next level thinking. Oh yeah, I also read once that there is still an idea. It's probably not happening, but there is still an idea of actually separating like uh, commander and competitive EDH. Don't. And if that happens, I'm just going to say that that would be one of the worst mistakes DRC ever made. Um, because it, oh, yeah. that would destroy casual commander because now everything that's not on the casual commander ban list is okay. And people are going to break the hell out of that and it'll be okay. It's casual. It's a casual ban list, so you don't have to be mad. Don't be mad. It's it's not on the ban list, so it's okay. It was intended to be bro. It, it was intended to be a turn three format. What are you talking about? Wanna hear a fun thing about CEDH? CEDH is the only uh, are, CEDH players are the only players playing EDH that are actually successful in enforcing rule zero. Mean, Only group of players who are doing it successfully. Where CTH players are somewhat civilized. Well, some of them. It's less that. It's more of a, okay, we all know what are we here to do. We all know what's the power level, and that's it. And you don't have, you know, you don't hear the magical number 7 being thrown out. No, 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 it's just... We're playing CTH. There. Let's fight. And when you get, uh, you know, destroyed by somebody else's bullshit, you just say, Oh, well, CDH. That's what happens. Oh, well. Um, anyways, there's, like, uh, less commander actually happening in the store now. Because people are, like, people found their own playgroups that don't come to the store. So there's a lot less commander going around. But that's fine I'm because modern is really fun right now. I'm guessing spell table or also that might have had some, some of the I'm, I don't feel like using spell table now that I can actually see people in person yeah, but a bunch of people still are yeah I know because it's really handy mm -hmm. and it's super easy but I just uh, I like the social part of magic more than the gameplay part of magic when it comes to Commander. When it comes to Modern, I enjoy the gameplay part of Magic. People with your stupid Tron decks. <laughs> I, I, did, I did make a $20 budget mono green Tron list. And I'm totally going to try it out once. And if I go 4-1 and one with that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll be spreading the news. Because... They'll just serve to, they'll just serve the point that 
Modern doesn't have to be expensive if you don't want it to be expensive. That's it for this week, or? Yeah. You just remember, people, you don't need the monkey to be good red players. You just, just need uh, Gutshot to kill the stupid monkeys. Or just play uh, Goblin Guides and win before the stupid monkey does stupid things. Yeah. Like, uh, even for competitive EDH, people are, have jumped on the monkey. But you, do you want me to tell you one better uh, uh, mono-red uh, one-drop uh, than a monkey? It's it's Darcy. Dragon Channel is way better than uh, Dragon <laughs> Like, holy crap, I was surprised how good it is. Nice. And you can dig through your deck so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Manor Rock, Manor Rock, uh, Tutor, and you have... Uh, What's it called? Delirium, yeah. Yep. But yeah, we done for this week? We done for now. This has been the good round uh, 120 episode of the Yellow Dragon Turtle podcast. This was your host, Tigor, and as always with me was my co-host, Niksha. Say goodbye, Niksha. Goodbye. And as always, the Emperor protects. Protects, protects, always protect. Thank you.